your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 46, game week episode level. We uh, actually have just hit, depending when you're listening to it, this week is uh, the one-year anniversary for the Ask Level Podcast. So welcome and uh, happy one-year anniversary with me. Did you get me anything? Yeah, I uh, I got you uh, just uh, like a high five, um, okay. you know, and like, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll dap you up next time I see you and we'll just kind of <laughs> we'll hug it, hug it out. But yeah, nothing, nothing tangible or anything. That's okay. Uh, I, I think uh, that'll be all right with me. Yeah, I think we're we're both uh, adults, grown men. Hopefully, sometimes we act uh, as such. Sometimes we don't. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a full uh, a full year, I guess, with doing this deal. It's been been fun. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm. You always get to this point, and obviously, there, there's just things you have to cycle through. Spring football, and yeah, you know, these are all necessary. Uh, but it's this is why we do this. This is why we enjoy following this is this time of the year because mm-hmm. it all points to to this and no more hitting on each other no more speculation about starters or if you're going to be good here or there it all starts to play out rather quickly and right and it what, what always fascinates me about once the game start is that you spend you know december-ish through august uh or september 1st speculating on all kinds of things that you think you know uh, about your team about other teams about leagues and whatever and then you get going and the variables change and they change rapidly at, at some level you know with injuries or some coach does something stupid he gets himself fired or I mean whatever I mean it's just like the you know the, the variables change rather quickly and then it's like okay well all that stuff we discussed in the last you know nine months just just toss it out because it's all meaningless but uh, anyway, but we get we get game action this week. You're right, and uh, won't be an easy one for the Red Raiders. Uh, I think uh, War Memorial Stadium. I think Wyoming over their history, they've won seventy uh, percent of their games up there. It's yeah. the highest um, highest field or stadium in college above feet above sea level, like seventy two hundred ish. And um, that's why, you know, obviously we've talked about this. We're going up on Thursday. Right. Uh, because uh, Joey wants to get his guys acclimated to it. They want to practice in it on uh, Friday morning. And so uh, away we go. But uh, I guess next time we, we reconvene, we'll know we'll know a lot. Uh, and hopefully it uh, it's it's good. Yeah, uh, let's. We'll talk plenty of the the football game and looking towards Wyoming, but let's get some of the other stuff uh, out of the way first, starting with Brett Yormark, Pac-12, you know, pods, these these sorts of things. There's a couple of questions related to um, the the realignment front. So the first one asked by Matt asks, uh, what will the pods look like in the new Big 12 with the additions of the four corner schools? Or what will the scheduling look like for for football and basketball? You know, th- this is being discussed now. I think internally, it, it's been uh, it's been discussed. I don't know if they're any closer to coming up with what they want to do because here here's what you the end game here. There, there's two things that I think are at the forefront of of the way you would prefer to schedule. 
and and they're not it's meshing these concepts together is is kind of what you're trying to do Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you can you know ideally mesh them together perfectly to where it's like okay i get it but i think they're gonna try but what you want to do whether it's divisions or pods or whatever the, the the biggest goal that you've got as a league is how do we how are we fair about this mm-hmm. how do we limit travel but ultimately how do we spit it out to where we can get the two best teams playing exactly. in a league title game yep and that's that's what you want divisions are a clean way to do it but i don't know if that gets you the two best teams we saw that with the big 12 north and south years ago plenty yeah it's the easy uh low-hanging fruit way way to 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 do this deal it's like yeah well let's just do north and the south or an east and west and it sure seems simple division winners play and, and away we go but that that's just i don't think that gets you to your goal so i think that they will look strongly at whether you want to call it a pod system or or travel partners mm-hmm. that you're paired that you're paired or partnered with, um, and 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 I think with that you create and keep the regional rivalries as best you can, even though mm-hmm. we've lost so many of those. And then you you also limit some of the travel with your your team, which I think everybody is is sort of uh, mindful of. But you know, on paper, to me. I'll make sure I'm, I don't forget somebody here, but it would just seemingly be very smart for Tech, Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU to kind of always be playing each other. Yeah, and and, and then you come up with okay, well, how, then we 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 are paired with another pod this year, and then this pod that year, and then that's what gets you your eight or nine conference games. But you know the the four. Um, well, I, I say that the four. I think the two schools in Utah and the two schools in Arizona would seemingly make a lot of sense. It keeps sure. those regional rivalries and those games are going to be played every year, which is what you want. Right. I think Colorado paired up with uh, the two schools in Kansas and uh, and Iowa. I think makes some sense. And then you've kind of got that that East Pod with it. It's what would be Cincinnati, um, you know, West Houston, Virginia. Yeah, West yeah. Virginia, Central Florida, and Houston would be kind of you know in that. And so that's. To me, that like as I look at it, maybe there's something I'm not thinking about. Uh, that seemingly looks to me like the the easiest, best for all parties. But then it's like you figure out a way. Okay, now what constitutes our other games? You know, do we do we play two of the three pods every year, and then it's kind of a rotate? I mean, you know, th- th- that's the. But I've even and, seen and, someone talk about like the NFL style, based off of how you play your pod, and then you go. Uh, how teams finished last year, you know, schedule, how tough your schedule which is. is a, and, a fo- which is a formula, and then there's an algorithm to it. Yeah, that would well, be a little I, difficult. But. Like, personal preference, I don't want to be in – I don't want to see this. It, it, it's just dumb. I think it's really stupid when I hear, yeah, like Florida hasn't played, yeah. you know, Alabama for eight years. I agree. Yeah. You know, and and so it's or A and M yeah the A and M Georgia thing. I think A and M was in the league eight years before they played Georgia yeah, the first time, just, which is crazy. That that is just silly to me. Yeah. So, so I I would I would love some you know to where you're seeing all these teams mm-hmm. you know every every couple of three years you know that that's the point of this deal and they've got basketball uh, questions to answer too from a scheduling standpoint and baseball. Sure. 
and it's it's a bit cumbersome now because this is a a, a big league uh, <laughs> with with sixteen teams in it. So, you know, I, I don't know what they uh, end up spitting out, uh, but these are decisions and discussions that are ongoing right now because you you need a football schedule here. I don't know in the next uh, three to five months. And yep. you'd hope sooner than later, closer to three than it is five. But, you know, that, that's uh, that's the way this is going to go. No doubt. Um, another one on the realignment front. Uh, this question says, any are there any real possibilities to two or four of the other Pac-12 schools coming to the Big 12 if ESPN pushes for it? I don't believe so because ESPN would have already pushed for it. If ESPN wanted you to do this, this would have been news we would talked about a week or two ago whenever all this was happening. If there, if there was value there, if, if these TV partners that are funding you money, if they were like, yeah, we, we want these schools in this league, because they've been just flapping in the wind for a while, trying mm-hmm. to join the ACC, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Um, if ESPN preferred that you be a part of that, I think when you were expanding with your league, they would have, but there, there's no value there. I don't know what the ACC is going to come up with on all that. It also doesn't make a lot of sense, mm. uh, I think, with, you know, yeah, so I, I think I think the Big Twelve will sit tight right now. I really do. I think um, it sounds like it by Brett Yormark's comments that that's what they want to do too. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think it, you know, maybe in time if you do the basketball only kind of flirtation again, but I, I ultimately think that the next time you would expand that you would seriously consider is if something were to happen with the ACC. You know, Florida State says peace out. You know, Clemson says, "Hey, man, this isn't working for us." And yeah there's some schools to be had on the East coast that would, that would seemingly be, uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't, uh, I don't think Stanford would ever want to join your league. I don't think you really want Stanford in your league. Yeah. Uh, and, and Oregon state, Washington state offer no value to you. And Cal is just, they, they don't care about athletics and they're in major debt with their athletic department and on and on it goes. So I, I think that you're, the dream scenario took place, you know, and I really believe that's what from talking to people mm-hmm. that Brett, you Mark was talking to. Uh, yeah. I think that that's how internally, that's how they really feel. And so not that it's, you know, unicorns and rainbows and puppy dogs and all that stuff. And that you're, you're going to make a gazillion dollars or whatever. And there's still this gap and all that. But I think that with what you had to work with, you, you hit a home run. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, he said exactly that. Your mark did that. This was the dream scenario to get to sixteen teams and get those four particular schools, and uh, the Big Twelve sitting there. Also, Brett Yormark says some other stuff that catches some national headlines this week. Of course, you and I are at the the uh, Red Raider Club kickoff luncheon on Wednesday, and he speaks. He points directly to Coach McGuire and says, "I'm going to be in Austin Thanksgiving." Um, I hope you take care of business or I'm, I'm, I'm wanting you to take care of business just like you did in Lubbock this past year. And uh, that sent all of the Longhorn and Sooner fans. We see them unite for once. And uh, they they all went into a little bit of a fit mode there. I it was it fair or foul for his comments as the league commissioner. I think. um I'll keep this PG because uh, I, I, I want to. I really want to uh, be drawn off sides here. With, You're welcome uh, to. Come on. Uh, I um, look whenever when you were you and I were sitting basically next to each other at the table. Yeah. We were I don't know twenty yards, maybe fifteen yards away from Brett Yormark as he uh-huh. said these things. I never really 
thought it would be uh, uh, like, oh my gosh, moment as I'm listening to him talk about this. I just kind of thought it was funny. And again, at these venues, you're kind of right. playing to the crowd and all of these things. Are. Um, I, I think if uh, <laughs> I, I think it would be extremely naive for any Oklahoma fan or Texas fan to think that that current commissioner would love to hand the Big Twelve trophy after the season to one of those two yeah. head coaches. Like you, you've got to be completely head in the sand. It's just buffoonery on your part. Like, how naive can you be? You you chose to bolt. Of course, he doesn't want you to win. Right. I mean, he doesn't want to hand the trophy to you. You're out, man. Like you you, and 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 I think people have kind of been curious about the candidly because he's like candidly. We got Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. He's like, I think that was a big deal to me. Yeah, it was a big deal to you all. The reason he's saying that is because. This TV deal, which he talked about quite a bit, it mm-hmm. was not going to be allowed to be done unless you get some closure with everything. So they right. were trying to negotiate an exit so they knew what they had to work with on paper and they could go ahead and and get it get it going, get it done and agree to it without having this this loose change in your pocket, right? That you don't right. have to, you have any idea what to do with. So that's why he said what he said and that's what he means that's where he's coming from on that um and uh i i just i don't know i i, I thought it was kind of funny uh that that so many people were drawn off sides about this uh and and the holier than thou folks uh because if if we if we could go back and count how many times that we felt like oh you or texas were running the league and there were conspiracy theorists and man they should open up an investigation well, it was always laughable what for the tech fan or any other fan to suggest that about their school. And like, you feel like you're getting screwed. Right. I, I thoroughly enjoyed And I hope that these comments are replayed <laughs> all season. I hope yes. he says that. I hope he says these things again. I hope he, uh, you know, I mean, I don't care if Texas puts it on their bulletin board or what I don't, I, I don't, I don't really care. I just think that it, it's just, it's an obvious, I mean, are you, it's just like, it's just, I don't know. It makes my head want to explode. So sorry, but without, without using a four letter word or something. It just, did pretty it just, well. Yeah. It just, it just kills me. So anyways, but yeah, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed, oh, yeah. um, and the, the reaction and I can't take it very seriously either. I mean, people have been on the news. I saw some TV reporter in Austin calling it classless and oh my gosh. all these things. It, it's just, man, just stop, man. You, you, you are, I mean, you know, and, and I even saw like, well, he's going to have to like come back and like, you know, offer up a, a public apology about this. Well, you know, Hey Why? man. Uh, yeah. Nope. I mean, checking my watch. It's been several days now. No public apologies. I mean, I'm sure Brett Yorberg's not perfect. He's going to step in it on occasion, uh, did he do it there? No, it's an obvious. I mean, so right. uh, I just think that, you know, and I, and I think some of the folks that cover the sport, you know, year round that do it nationally, they 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 got that part too. They understood like, what was everybody thinking? Why, why does everybody have an issue? Right. With this? Of course he doesn't want, you know, so anyway. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Why, why would you want any of the teams to be able to hoist that trophy in their last, yeah, and, last and, year? And do, do I think he's going to go – into the meeting room with the officials before the game and say, mm-hmm. all right, guys, you know what to do. Wink, wink, you know, no. And anybody that's suggesting that is just, you know, that that's the, that's where silly. people are trying to take this too. Right. Uh, it's it's so, silliness, but yeah, exactly. But, you know, fan is uh, short for fanatic for a reason. And, <laughs> and you hop on a message board or 
or go on to, to Twitter and, and you'll see that pretty quickly. Um, all right. One more sort of piece of business to uh, take care of. Someone asked about the, the Under Armour contract. I know you've talked about it, I think, um, in recent weeks, but uh, I know Kirby was also asked this question in the media setting uh, last week, and he didn't really give anything. He just said, we're in as good of a spot as we've been um, at Texas Tech brand-wise as, as we've ever been. So the is Texas Tech going to be an Under Armour school? Is Under Armour a player? What, where's that sit right now, Level? Well, you've got one more year left on your Under Armour uh, agreement. I think it ends next summer. And so, yeah, there's yeah. an exclusive negotiating period that they're in right now. I think Under Armour can match any deal that is offered up to you. Um, and and I think where a lot of the speculation is coming from is there's a lot of chatter about Adidas and Pat Mahomes and, and his brand and all mm-hmm. these things. And so... But, you know, just so people hear what I'm saying, you know, Adidas could make some big offer and Tech may even want to do that. Uh, but Under Armour would have the right to match that and and Tech would have to accept that offer uh, from Under Armour that they've negotiated that as part of their and, and they've been partners with Under Armour for 17 years. And I yep. think that they appreciate that partnership. But I think that the Mahomes thing is extremely intriguing. And I think where Kirby is suggesting is. Our brand is really, you know, because football has got some buzz about it. You've got all these renovations going. I think yeah. there's some, the, the league is kind of feels puffed up now. Like you got some, some stability and all that. And, and now with an apparel deal, you've kind of got some competition. Uh, there, there's, you've got some leverage a bit. So I, I just know this, whatever the next apparel deal that you get will be better than what you've had because there's some competition and and I think uh, it's going to help Texas Tech ultimately. So whatever they end up with, I don't think Nike is involved. I don't think they've ever been involved. I don't think they want to be involved. And I know fans, some fans may want them. Why, why don't we call up Nike? They're not taking your call. Okay, so we're clear. Um, but I think Adidas and Under Armour are both very interested. Uh, Under Armour doesn't want to lose you and Adidas is very interested, I think, in getting you know, uh, Adidas people have been here. They've been on campus, uh, yeah. for many, many hours, uh, fairly recently. And, and I think they'll, they'll be back actually. But again, that doesn't change the fact that Under Armour has the, the right. And I, you know, tech, tech ultimately has to do what's best for their, their, their school and, and what's what, what that, where they get the best deal, but they would have to go with Under Armour if Under Armour matches whatever deal is offered, or if there is no other offer from another company, then, um, you know, you try to n- negotiate a, a new, better deal with because you, you ultimately want an offer from Adidas, sure, because you know? that that right, right that allows you to kind of you know either potentially make the switch or um you know get a better deal from Under Armour if they want to keep you. And, so un- well, yeah. and Under Armour just re-upped with uh, Notre Dame, big deal. Um, Under Armour, I believe, just is 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 close to taking over at some point soon. Kansas State. You know, I think Kansas State, uh, you know, wanted a little more out of Nike. Nike said, yeah, we're, we're good. And so I think, uh, you know, and the fans, I think, in Manhattan, I think for the most part have been have not embraced that news. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Under Armour stuff starts with Kansas State maybe a year from now, like next summer. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but yeah, Under Armour's definitely involved and wants to stay involved in the college space. They just, 
they bought their way out of some bad deals like the UCLA deal. I'm right. trying to think of some of the other ones that it was just uh um bad you know, business. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so yeah, I know a lot of people. I mean, people care about jerseys, people care about apparel. So I know that's a, a hot topic always. And of course it'll that's that's a year ish away from from really getting uh settled. Um okay, a couple of questions from the audience and we'll talk uh, some some actual football on the field coming up this week. Leah asks this one from Twitter hacks. Uh, whatever happened to Bob Huggins situation? Is he still suing West Virginia? Is he still married? That's <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it is right. I think it's still ongoing. I don't expect him to go away quietly. The, the, these, the legalese of this will take a while for it to play out. Uh, do I expect him to coach this year? No, I don't. Uh, I think they've moved on. I think, uh, the university really can't comment on it. Uh, I've heard uh, Ren Baker, their AD, kind of go, yeah, we can't. Legally, I'm not allowed to speak on this topic anymore. That's being handled by people above his pay grade. It's the it's yeah. the lawyers. You know, b- billable hours is what ultimately will win there. Yep. Um, do they reach some sort of settlement? Do they tell him to kick rocks? I don't know. Some some lawyer for West Virginia and, and Huggins' attorneys will, 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 you know, deal with that. Uh the sad part about the whole thing and it in Huggins definitely has plenty to it, it's kind of it, it's a similar di- different circumstances but it's a similar situation to like Mike uh in tech to where you know I mean and and maybe even a lot different compared to Huggins because Huggins is a he's a lifelong mountaineer uh, I mean he's a hall of famer yeah He's got all this stuff, and it's like now there's this bad relationship between the school and this man. Sure. And he had done so much. He screwed up, make no mistake, but it's just kind of awkward for all parties now that, like, you can't, you know, be on the same page and, and you know, celebrate his career together going right. forward. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So that's the tricky part. So I don't know what they come up with, but, boy, Ren Baker – stepped into one of the toughest scenarios in the in the country from an athletic department standpoint yeah, everything because, for him i mean because he already it, had yeah. A, yeah he's already gonna have to deal with uh the neil brown situation he already knew that when he took the job and i'm and then then the huggins thing there was just the i'm pretty sure uh i think randy Maisie also announced he's done the baseball coach baseball. Ha- after this year so, yeah, like, so he's, he's gonna do so he's the, having to replace all the the big triumvirate the coaches. yeah, yeah the, it's crazy uh, of all the yeah he, so. he, he came from north texas right in that he was yes and he's the one that hired over, grant mccaslin that's right so in north texas yeah because people were it, it, the, the first time Huggins stepped in it, people were automatically going, okay, Ren Baker right. yeah. didn't know that many people. Is he going to call Grant? You know, Grant had already been the coach here. I don't think McCaslin would have done that, but it, it stayed. Or, and he may have called him and be like, hey, who would you who would you talk to if you were me kind of sure. thing. But sure. uh, anyway, but. Okay, so some football level. You mentioned earlier Tech and Wyoming. This will not be an easy road trip, um, not an easy game up there you mentioned the the elevation that sort of thing but what is kind of interesting if you're into this sort of thing is uh the the folks out west in the desert do think this is going to be fairly easy texas tech a 14 and a half point favorite uh going into this game at wyoming are you surprised that that you're a two touchdown road favorite no 
I, I don't. I, I think, in in fact, I want to say that spread, you know, when I saw it, when they, when somebody posted something a long time ago, like in the summer months, I say a long time ago, I think I even saw it at 11 or 12. And I think it's so it's kind of gone up since. It has. Yes. Wyoming's got some uh, injuries at running back. Um, I mm-hmm. think uh, th- this is a team that is very good on defense. This is what they kind of hang their hat on. I don't think they will change a whole lot from what they do. I think Craig Bowl is an old school coach. I think there's, you know, it's just kind of, hey, this is what we do. This is where we're going to be. This is how we're going to play it. Good luck. You know, that, that's just kind of, I think, the his his mantra. And, you know, it's not like you push all your chips to the table for, for the first game. And tech, Texas Tech will be careful, too, with what they show with Oregon coming up next, all these things. But, Typically, what Wyoming has been is they play, they they, they really load the box and and really take away your ability to run the football. If if that is indeed the case, you're daring Texas Tech to throw it, and mm-hmm. so and, and 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 in most cases you're going to have man to man coverage uh, because that's just kind of how they uh, that's how they've played it. Um, they they move a, a safety into the box and they just. They do what they sell out to stop the run. So that that could be a situation where Tyler and guys like Jerron Bradley and Dre McCray or Miles Price, guys like that, you know, they really have some some room in one-on-one situations out there. So we'll see. Uh, I think offensively, if I'm Wyoming, this is my concern. I think right now they're set to start two freshmen and two sophomores and a junior on the offensive line. That's what Tony and Jalen Hutchings would be dealing with up front. And and you would like to think that, you you know, you've got really good interior linemen. That could be a problem for um, a Wyoming team that doesn't – they're not explosive. Yeah. They average about 21 a game last year on offense. They try to run it. This is like a – it's going to be a very Kansas State, Iowa State-ish type game where they limit. They try to shorten the game. They huddle. Right. Uh, the possessions will be limited. Uh, it, it'll it'll be one of those deals. But it's also a scenario where if Texas Tech can like put a couple of scores up early or or get a, a multiple score lead on on Wyoming, Wyoming will have a really hard time, you know, coming back. Uh, they're just not really built like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think a young offensive line and some injuries at running back really kind of hampers even how explosive they they could be. And and just and again, if you if your defensive line is what you think it is. That would be a, a a matchup that you would think think that you have uh, you know thumbs up in. So we will see. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 fascinated though. Like there's things that we think we know about this team that we just don't. You know, sure. I mean, because like you know the Steve Lintons and things like that. He may not flash in a game like this because they may not drop back to throw it a ton. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I you know there's just all kinds of dynamics here with this with this opponent. Now he'll get plenty of opportunities the following week if if he doesn't get any week one. I can assure you of that. But no, I, I think um, if if you have your ideal scenario, you're, you're forcing them into passing situations that they don't want to be in because they're having to play catch up, and and that's where you get to see those guys the pass rush shine a little bit there, but uh, yeah, it, as cliche as it is, you know, fast start is, is very important in this kind of game because you really want to make them play from, from behind and not be able to co- control the clock. Yeah. Uh, you, you want to be explosive. That That's yeah. the thing that I would say offensively that they would wish for the most this season. You know, if I could say, Hey man, what do you, 
yes, of course, it's an obvious don't turn the ball over. <laughs> sure, sure. We, we want to be efficient in the well, red zone. Yeah. We, we want to convert on third and fourth downs and all that stuff. But really, you want to be explosive. I think that would be maybe a, a top goal for you. Hence the reason that you, you you know, you add Dre McCray and you've done some different things with your offensive line just to allow for some explosive type plays. But that's really what your, your hope would be. And hopefully they, we see it in week one. Uh, a couple more questions regarding football before we close this down. Uh, here's a fun one from Rob. Do Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes have a bet going for this game? <laughs> I, I would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if they. I don't know if they do or not. But uh, that. That's yeah. That's funny. That's uh, yeah. Two of the best in, to do it uh, <laughs> sure. right now, and it's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that in passing that has been brought up to one or both of those guys for sure. Right. And it's. Well- and I and I will tell you, I think Davis Webb, uh, ironically enough, I think Davis Webb is actually, I think he's on the Broncos staff, coaching staff. I think he's calling plays for Sean Payton or he's on that staff. I think I'm right there. Choice. I, I, you may, I think you, you are correct. Yep. Yeah, you may check me on that if I'm not. But yeah, he's going to be at this game uh, because it's it's just up the road from Denver. I think it's a two-hour two hour drive, you know, yeah. two hour trip uh, from Denver. And I think it's obviously the NFL season doesn't get going this week. So I think Davis Webb's going to going to go check it out but uh that's another uh you know quarterback that we can mention from from years past but uh yeah i don't know about josh and pat that's kind of funny yeah it is it's kind of uh crazy to think two of the best quarterbacks in the league this is kind of the the uh square off of their two teams um a couple more questions from twitter one more positive one more negative if you want to take it that way but uh, this one from Paolo says, will this team have a short memory of a previous game? Meaning, will they win a big game one week and drop a turd the next week? Well, your your, your goal is to always have a team, you know, and that's what I think Joey's done a phenomenal job of, of, of preaching what's next. Sure. It's not, you know, good, good or bad. I mean, you, you, you move on, you know, and it's, it's not about Oregon yet. It's not about playing Texas yet. It's mm-hmm. not about any of this stuff. It's about playing Wyoming. And then, you know, I think uh, that's why they were able to string some of those together last year because they didn't uh, dwell on the the win the week before or whatever. I mean, they always kind of wanted more. And, yeah, I think this is a very mature football team. It doesn't guarantee you that you're going to win 10 or 11 games or, or anything, but I think it's a very mature football team, and it's easier to get those guys. What's fascinating to me about this team is that there's a variety of different players in media settings that have talked about – acting like a pro and 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 it's it this is joey's message to his guys and and i even heard zarnell fitch talk about it with you know some of his guys uh the other day and i'm trying to remember what player he he is mentioning but it's a guy that hadn't really done a whole lot yet but he's kind of turned the corner I think it was, it may have been like Duda Banks, actually, uh, okay. is who he was, he was talking about. A guy that's kind of been on the roster a bit, kind of gone, gone through the red shirt. He's just kind of, but his time is, is, is now. But what they talk about as coaches is that, hey, man, he's really turned his life around. He's doing the things like nutrition wise. He's really got his grades in order. Uh, and, and he, and it's made him a better football player. So it's like when you have your life in order, and all the things that you're supposed to be doing are, are going well. It's amazing how much better you play uh, when you're when you're minding your you know your your p's and q's and everything with the stuff that has nothing to do with football, but it does pertain to it in a way. 
And so it's it's all about being a professional, acting you know like a professional, and, and sleep patterns, and the nutrition, and film study, and all that kind of spills over into it. But this is a mature team, so I don't I don't think that this is a group that you know will get mm-hmm. caught up into their own hype. I think that they feel like they've been doubted actually quite a bit, which they have, um, and they've got a goal on playing in Arlington, but will not be easy. There's next to no margin for error here, man. Like I don't know if. I don't know if a six and three league record is good enough to to put you in Arlington and think about it. You went five and four in the league last year. That was the first winning record you'd had in conference since 2009. Mm. And here I would tell you, what if you're better than that this year, just one game better, that still may not be good enough. Yeah. You know, you may have to go seven and two in the league to give yourself, you know, a realistic chance. Well, and even then that may not be good enough. There may be a couple of eight and ones out there in the league race. And so it just goes to show you, there's just not, margin for is razor thin well i think adding teams is is part of that having more teams in the mix that makes it more difficult to get there Um, because you are one game away remember you win that k-state game texas tech's playing in the the big 12 title game last year that's that's well and and, and this is different because and not everybody plays everybody i think if you had oklahoma's schedule Oh, I think yeah. a lot of people would would point to you and go, "Look out!" But you don't. You have you have a bit of a tougher one, at least on yeah. paper. Oh, so. you and OSU both have uh, pretty cupcake schedules this year. All right, one more question from Andrew. Uh, a good one here. Level, can you name one football player and one new basketball? Sorry, one new football player and new basketball player that you're most excited to watch this year. Yeah, so these are these are new additions. I, I think uh, I think football wise, I'm I'm gonna go back to Linton. I think we've heard so much about him. I think that he's a player that if if Texas Tech is really good, I almost think he has to be a part of it from a pass rush or playmaker standpoint on defense. I think um, Joey's told us about him really since March. However, what should have Tech fans intrigued? Ignore the head coach here. But start looking at some of the NFL draft stuff that's starting to come out by people yeah. that are unbiased, that do this for a living, that just try to tell you. And he's starting to be listed in some of the top edge rushers in the country type stuff. Even though technically he's got two years to play here, I think most people are kind of operating. This may be a, a one-year deal. Yeah. Uh, and so I think uh, – I think. You know, and it got slipped in there the other day. Hey, yeah, Steve Linton had like four sacks in the scrimmage the other day. Um I mean, those are being told to you for a reason. It's not just slipped in there on accident. I think he's got, you know, he's practiced uh, some this fall camp with a a club. He's going to have a a dinged up thumb. But this is the guy that I'm looking forward to to watching, you know, because he's got a chance to kind of take you from pretty good on defense to, Mm -hmm. you know, to replacing Tyree as best as possible. Okay, so there's, there's football. That's the guy that I'm maybe most excited to watch. Uh, basketball wise, I would tell you it's Warren Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you could get into a variety of different people here, but that's the guy you go to Toussaint, you could go to uh, Cambridge, uh, you could go to let's see, McMillan. Yeah, um, you know, d- I'm trying to remember There's a uh, lot to pick from on this, yeah. This but, team. but yeah. Warren Washington is the guy that I think because I think you have a legit rim protector, I think yeah. you have a guy that is mature, he's been here. He wasn't a late addition. He was here, you know, for the bulk of the offseason. And I've talked to Grant about him, and he's like, you know, he's always been kind of hovering around a double-double guy. He goes, we really think he can take that next step and, and be a more of a focal point because he's never been on a team that's asked 
more of him than kind of what we're going to do. And we think he can answer that. And so I think I love his measurables. He's a veteran and now he's got some comfortability and he's got a teammate in Devin Cambridge and all that stuff. So, uh, I just, uh, that, that's a guy that I'll be really excited to watch because he's a starter, make no mistake. And you don't really have, you know, with what you added, you don't really have a backup to him, you know? <laughs> so it's a bit, it's a bit tricky. Yeah. He'll play uh, plenty of minutes. Let's just hope for no foul trouble for Mr. Washington. No doubt. No doubt. Level. It's game week, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Let's we'll, we'll hopefully get to uh, gather again a week from now and, and uh, talk about a win number one of the season. Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Uh, well, hopefully we'll see some of you up in Laramie. Yep. If not, enjoy it uh, and listen to uh, us on 97.3 or affiliate around yep. the state. Um, obviously, television is is an option as well. So we shall see. Uh, yep. It's almost showtime. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Level. Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate it, man. Keep hope alive, everybody. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.